Do School Better, a podcast for people who want to transform education. Join Doris Corda, Hawkins School's Associate Head and Director of Entrepreneurial Studies, as she shares her experience as an educational reformer told through conversations with Assistant Directors Tim Desmond and Allison Tanker. In this episode, learn how the feedback we give in this course goes far beyond a letter grade. Hey, Doris. Hi, Allison. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. It's a beautiful day in Cleveland, Ohio. It sure is. Yeah, it is. Nice it's fall really, day. Yeah. What I was anxious to talk a bit about today was the one-to-one -one feedback oh, yeah. that you've been doing with the students at this point in the course. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting moment, uh, some interesting shifts that happen, and I was hoping we could dive into a bit of that conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's been such a full week, I forgot, but I, <laughs> yeah. But it's, a, it's <clears throat> this first one, the first one-on-one -on -one feedback the students get, which comes after they finished their first complete, they've completed their first business challenge, <clears throat> is always a huge milestone for the students. It's funny how we hear consistently from students afterwards that that was a huge turning point for them, having that one-on-one -on -one feedback. <clears throat> and I think that the reason is that they're about four or five weeks in, so they now really understand what this, what this experience is about, what this class is about, what the work looks like, what the learning is about. And, and we have uh, seen enough of them to be able to, ha to have a lot to talk about. And yet they've never really had anyone, what they say over and over, they've never had anyone talk to them about them in this way. And so it gets them, you know, in this course where part of the curriculum, a big part of the curriculum is how to collaborate, how to team. And it isn't just philosophy, it's, it's real curriculum. We have real things we have them do. We have real work they have them do. We have real, uh, so they've already for four or five weeks been immersed in work that has them understanding and identifying their strengths, strengths they probably didn't focus on before and now are so important in this class. They're, very, we're having them very explicitly and thoughtfully identify and consider and understand the strengths others bring to their work and to the team. They're starting to really understand what we're talking about when we say it's not about the sum of the parts. It's about the whole. By the way, I think that's the first time I've said that right. <laughs> I didn't botch that idiom. Do you think I said it right? I don't actually, but you I'm not the one to know think. Either. Oh, okay, because I never say I it right. I think it's the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. But isn't that what I said upside down? Yes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're both terrible at we're idioms. We're terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, I have years worth of, of, of idiom dictionaries as gifts that are useless. But anyway, yes. Um, so, they're starting to get that. Mm -hmm. They're starting to get it, and the way I word this, and it's not perfect, but it's how it, it's, it's the only thing I've come up with so far, is that um, 
this whole thing we're talking about, understanding your strengths, understanding how to develop them, how to apply them, how to be generative with them, uh, how to do the same with others, etc., is really an academic uh, discipline. I mean, we're not approaching it as this personal touchy-feely, let's have group talks and cry. It's, it's a very kind of, for lack of a better word, it's a professional exercise. All right, your, the quality of your work is, and the success of your project is, and your team is going to depend on your ability to not just know what you have to bring, but to use it really well. Mm -hmm. what, how do you use what you bring to the table really well, and how do you use what others are bringing to the table well? So there's nothing personal or, or you know, the, the teenagers aren't getting all sensitive and feeling criticized, which is a fabulous thing. So these feedbacks that I've been going on and on, but I wanted <laughs> to set the context because then when you have these one-on-one -on -one feedback sessions with these students for the first time, what they experience in that session is there's a ton to talk about, to talk about them, how they've performed well, how they, how they need to do things differently going forward, what they'd like to improve, what is the growth they'd like to do. And they're all in. Instead of a teacher saying, I'm now giving you a, you know, a, grade of an 82 and here's all the stuff you missed. It's entirely different. It's, hey, let's talk about how you did on the last one and I wanna, I I wanna start by asking you, know, you student, what, what, are you, what are you experiencing? What are you seeing? What do you, what do you think you did really well? Where do you think you need to grow? What are your goals going forward? And it's a very productive session and they come out of the session realizing that was, really helpful. I want to do more of that. Um, and it's, it's a way of interacting with students and teenagers. And I, as you know, I've been doing this, I did this when I taught, my, whatever mm -hmm. I teach, mm -hmm. for 21 years. It's a way of interacting with students um, that, that not only helps them focus on the places where they can grow, but it leaves them, every single one of them, with a total, complete, internalized optimism. It's not about, what did you miss? Oh, you blew it, I'm sorry, you're great, you know, maybe you can pull it up to a B, or you're, going, you're doing A-level work, keep it up, kiddo, hope you can complete with an A, it's none of that. It's, it's about, okay, how cool you've got another go at another project and another team. What are, what are some things you want to develop in yourself? They love that. It's pretty powerful. I mean, watching you work with the students in the way that you do, I notice they move to this different level of self-awareness that's pretty powerful for anyone, let alone someone at a very fragile point in their sure. their life where they're trying to sure. figure out their identity and who they are and what they stand for, what sure. they care about in the world. And to have another figure in their life have a meaningful conversation with them about the kind of growth they're interested in doing. I don't think a lot of adults think about the type of personal growth they're interested 
in having, whether it's in their professional or personal lives, day to day. So to have a really dedicated space at you know 17 years old to sit there and really reflect and think about, wow, yes, these are the things I would like to reach, or these are the right. things I'd like to improve upon as I'm working with my team. You know, I'd really like to create more space for others, or I'd really like to be more confident, more vocal, or I'd like to show actually that I am very creative and I've been holding that back. There's things that come out in those sessions that allow them to reflect in the moment but also develop strategies with you. You're very helpful, I think, in talking them through how to bring that into a team or into the work that they're doing. And in order to be able, in order for it to be productive, um, I have to be really direct and real with them. And the other <laughs> yes. thing, so, so there's no question that it's a tough thing, this first session for a lot of the students. Even it, before you start, I remember they raised oh. it. They said, well, how long are these going to last? They're scared. And People come in and say, okay, I heard these are really tough. I'm really scared. I mean, I had a number of kids this mm -hmm. time come in and say, looking really nervous. nervous and I yeah. said, how are you? I'm like really scared. And, um, but, but here's what happens. And um, you have 15 minutes or, or so. And you've now seen a lot of this student. And you can spend the 15 minutes talking about how they did on the first one and maybe saying, well, you know, you didn't really get into any depth here or you didn't do this very well or you really didn't show up in these ways. And you can spend 15 minutes in this back and forth that we're used to at schools, right? Mm -hmm. Where the teacher says, well, you didn't this and you didn't that. And the student defends themselves and says, yes, I did. But <laughs> it's, a, it's really, it's not productive. There's nothing productive about it. So, so I kind of rip the band-aid at the beginning and I say, all right, Allison, let's face it. You didn't do a whole lot on the first one. It's a weird class. You didn't, you hadn't been through it, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you did your homework, sometimes you didn't. But in a, let's be real, in a, you, didn't, you didn't do a whole lot. You didn't go very deep on it. You didn't this. And Allison may tear up and get upset and want to defend whatever. But we kind of dispense with that really quickly because it's not, it doesn't matter. It's mm -hmm. over. It's not productive. And then we say, okay, let's talk about let's talk about what you're doing now. I very quickly get to let's talk about what are, you're doing now. Um, what are your goals? You, first, I'll say something like, "How's this class going?" And they'll say whatever. And I'll, what are your goals for yourself? Let's talk about this next one. Wait, what do you blah blah blah? Talk to me about it. Do you care? You know, very often with some of the students, like, do you care about Shanice? not Shanice so much personally, but the work that she, her mission, what she's trying to do, the filter that is going to filter out pathogens and allow people in perhaps developing countries who are aid workers to go to far reaches where there isn't any fresh water. And you know, do you care about it? Do you think it matters? So we have with some of them work like that. And then we get to the point where we're like, okay, so you didn't do so much on the first one. You get what this class is now. Here you got another one. Yes, you care about it. Let's talk about, let's talk about what you can do. Let's talk about- How are you gonna approach it. this? Yeah, how are you gonna approach it? And, um, and I don't actually give space and some of them try very hard to make the conversation about them giving excuses hmm. for whatever they didn't. And it's, it's like I very quickly, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. 
okay? We can argue about whether you did or you didn't, it doesn't really matter. Let's talk about what you're doing next and moving mm -hmm. forward. And so the whole thing should and mostly does leave them in a place where, it's not about the feedback session, it's about where they are. It leaves them in a place where they're like, all right, here's what I'm, here's what I'm gonna do on this next one. And interestingly, and this is really interesting given that we're in a competitive college prep, you know, private school mm -hmm. where the kids have a lot of pressure and there's interesting, and these are first semester seniors. So the grade pressure is crazy. And interestingly enough, I did not have a single, single question or comment in any of those feedback sessions about grades, even though I was giving them their first grades in the class. I start by giving them, here's the rubric, here are your grades, blah, 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 shove it aside and say, okay, let's talk about you. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so funny? It's pretty powerful. I mean, that moment when you slap those down and you say, these are your grades, moving on, this is what actually matters, let's talk about you. You know, that, yeah. that you shift that for them where it quickly makes it a neutral, you know, you neutralize it in that way yeah. where they realize, okay, yeah, we can go on and on and I could defend myself to maybe get a couple more points in the whatever category of the rubric or right. we could actually talk about me. Right, and what, to be fair, what I actually do to be very clear, I show them, I start by showing them the grades. I say, here's a rubric, here's how it works. I show them how it works. Mm -hmm. I show them their grades in the different, these are the, the grades for your team, four different categories, your, everybody on your team got those, these are your individual grades, da da da. I give some, here's why I gave you these grades, mm -hmm. um, and then, I say, does this make sense to you? And they say yes, and then I shove it aside. I also say sometimes when I remember, I say, if you would like to discuss the grades further, we can do that, um, but we have so much time. So it's up to you and we can do that if you want. But then I say, does this make sense to you? And they all, every one of them this time said yes, shoved it aside. <laughs> and That's awesome. Yeah, and this week's interesting too because the work that they're doing, they're at an interesting point in this challenge. So it's very complicated, it's very science heavy, it's very world heavy. They have mm -hmm. to learn a lot about mm -hmm. developing nations, about water, about um, natural disasters, about access to water, about Pathogens, all pathogens, kinds of diseases. various populations, uh, well-resourced, under-resourced, uh, various countries with economies and infrastructure and all right. that. They're learning a crazy amount. And they're very different places, the four teams. And one of the things, you know, um, I worked yesterday with a, a young woman who's creating a curriculum around refugees mm -hmm. um, in Europe for uh, European kids, middle schoolers, schoolers. Mm -hmm. yep. And one of the things that came up with her, which is relevant uh, in many, at one point she suggested that they're at the end of the classes, the program that she's creating for these middle school kids who are going to solve problems for Syrian refugee. Okay, I, she asked, should there be a competition? Um, should oh, we have yes. a competition? And I said, you know, this Where at the end of the experience, teams are pitching against one another or something. Right, and they're winners and all this other stuff. And I said, I would 
strongly, strongly urge against it. And I would urge you to never bring competition into it. And you know, in our case this week, one of the ways that that, that came up because when the kids do their weekly share outs, the teams, to us, we used to have the teams do the share outs in front of each other for educational reasons. And what started happening is the teams started holding back what they were sharing because they didn't want to give away, you know, it became, started to become competitive. And so we changed it to the way we have it now where each team presents to us along the way alone at the end they'll all see each other's but any any competition or ranking that you build into the program as a teacher changes i in my experience changes everything and why is that because um these are kids and the minute it's a competition and there's somebody who's best, somebody who gets the A, other people who get the Bs, I want the A, she got the B, then that becomes the focus, that becomes the objective, that becomes the goal, and that becomes, more importantly, the measure of success. And every student has very different growth to do in this class, and to, in any class, in any experience, as kids, as people. Mm -hmm. And the minute you start deciding you're going to rank order growth and you're going to rank order progress, you go back into the same problems that we have because of our structural, our structures in education now. It's a deficit-based system. This is an entirely strengths-based approach, which is a very personalized approach. This is a personalized educational approach. And yes, we have to give grades. I would love not to because they actually end up not mattering because what the students soon discover is the real meat in terms of evaluation, assessment, feedback, performance doesn't show up in an 82 or an 86 or a 92. It shows up in the work, in the experience that the kid is showing um, look what I look how I problem solved. Look how I handled this. Look what I've been able to develop. Let me show you my work, which is really the evidence that has has to be considered. And the minute you try to put some kind of um, some kind of ranking uh, uh, thing in the 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 you see it the minute you put it in there you see the kids all change into their usual mode which is tell me what i need to do to get that award mm -hmm. the a or the this or the tell me what i need to do to get or the you're the best team mm -hmm. your solution was better than anybody else's and here's why the minute you do that all the wonderful things that are happening to each individual kid in this who is, who's got their own challenge and it's personal and they have their own path for their learning and their growth. The minute you do that, it changes everything. 
Well, it really puts more importance on the product versus the process. Exactly. It's about the process, not the product. And that you're exactly right. That makes it about the product. And any teacher, when they're thinking about, should I give an award for this? Should I do a this for this? Bite your lip and think hard before you do it. And if in doubt, don't. If in doubt, don't. Absolutely. There's a lot of interesting things packed into where we are in this course at this moment. And it's exciting to watch the students moving to this place of more awareness, more oh, yeah. depth, really digging into the challenge, sinking their teeth into all the meat that's here, but doing it in a way where they are consciously creating their learning experience. They're starting to right. do that themselves. Yeah. Where now after these conversations they've had with you, they recognize, oh, these are moments I need to push my team a little bit yep. harder, or I need to myself start to synthesize in a different way than I have yeah. before. And it's very cool, and I'm anxious to hear more from any of our listeners out there about ways that they have had uh, opportunities to do their, this with their students. Uh, if, if in the Facebook group people want to drop oh, that yeah. in, I think it'd be uh, an interesting dialogue to continue how we can yeah. create these kinds of experiences that help students to reflect more and become yeah, more Yeah, that aware. reminds me I'm going to put, I need to put into that Facebook group. I, I told you about a week ago I saw Terry Chu's search class. Oh, that's right. Okay, her science class. Um, middle, she, Terry came to our first workshop. She's a science teacher at a public middle school in California. She's developed coming out of it a class um, where you walk into this, the room and these students are on fire about what they're working on. And um, it's, they're learning science in a way that is crazy, crazy energized. And uh, she's doing All based it. on your method. Yeah, but Terry, yes. And Terry has taken that, and she has, she's a fabulous teacher, and what she's doing with those kids, it's just very, very cool. Um, she's won Innovative Teacher of the Year awards and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but what, the reason I bring her up is that, and I'm glad you mentioned the Facebook group, because I, I, I need to put it in there. The reason I bring it up is uh, I was there for the afternoon, I was, there with her students, they were showing me what they were doing, they were all excited. I saw their proposals for a prob products problem. they want to build to solve a problem, blah, blah, blah. I didn't see any evidence, I'm sure there are, I'm sure she has to give grades. I didn't hear or see anything about that. I heard the excitement from, the students were showing me, look what we built and it's what you want. That's right. It's, it's exciting work. Yeah, it's exciting. If you like the podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. For more information and resources, go to doschoolbetter.com. Podcasts created by Tim Desmond, Doris Corda, and Allison Tanker. Produced by Tim Desmond.